I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers on Women in Hip Hop. It is part of our continuing coverage of hip hop's 50th anniversary as we take a look at how far women have come, all of the progress and all of the progress that is being launched into the next 50 years of hip hop into the future. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. Joining me for this conversation, Lady London. She's a hip hop artist and she's working on new music right now. If you were at Summer Jam last year at the festival stage, you saw her perform there. Lady London, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Vanessa Satin. She's editor-in-chief of XXL Magazine. She has interviewed, she's discovered a lot of the newest, hottest artists throughout the years. She's interviewed the biggest names and knows the ins and the outs of the hip-hop business like nobody else. I'm just going to put it right out there like that. Vanessa, great to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Also with us is Rod Digga. You know Rod Digga, rapper and actress. She's also known as the first lady of the Flip Mode Squad. Rod Digga, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. No, we really we really appreciate it. Um, Rod Digga, I want to start with you on this. As you look at where women are now in hip hop, compared to where things were and opportunity-wise for women when you were just getting started, what do you see happening? Uh, well, I definitely like the fact that there's, you know, the whole um, token chick in the click thing, if, if you will, that was very prevalent, especially in my era. I'm glad to see that that has slowly uh, dissipated. Women are thriving on their own. They don't necessarily need the cosign of men and they don't need the men to to carry them throughout their careers now. So I think that's great. Like I wish, you know, I, I, I wish that it, in my era that the women would have been taken more seriously on their own, just as, you know, their own entities, as opposed to always being attached to the, the male counterparts in their crew. So I do see that as the biggest difference of the, you know, the crop of women today. And I, and I think it's great. So they don't need a cosign from a from a male star in order to to make it on their own. Well, be clear, you know, this is still a, a, a male dominated sport, but I feel like the the actual longevity and the arcs of their career don't begin and end with the, you know, the, the captain of the crew, if you will. Like you don't even necessarily need to be attached to a crew because there were so many dope females in the 90s that I feel like if they had a a crew that they could be associated with their their careers probably would have went a little further i feel like that was a prerequisite to be successful in, in um especially in the 90s so now women can just kind of thrive you know with or without the the crew or that male cosign no absolutely vanessa when you when you look at the you know we've talked like years ago and not that long ago about like where are all the women's stars of course there was always Nicki minaj but where are all the other women's stars and now it seems like there's so many and and some of the biggest stars period are, are female what do you see happening uh, just like Rod Digger said, I mean, you don't need to be the first lady of a crew anymore. You can stand alone um, that we're seeing support for women where people are really listening to them. They're on the charts and they're standing as individuals um, where they don't have to be backed by a group of men. They don't have to go on tour with them. They don't have to be introduced on stage with them. And um, 
for a while it was kind of sometimes it would be only like one lady could star at a time or a few ladies could star at a time. And now you're seeing there's more camaraderie with the younger women than there. Uh, well, not that there has ever been before, but then there is a uh, thought of because a lot of people like to pit the new artists against each other or female artists against each other sometimes. But you're seeing camaraderie and you're seeing them get support from um, most of the industry, you know, and you're and you're seeing them climb the charts. You know, we see right now Ice Spice is on the charts this week creeping up and it's not about her being the head of a crew or it's not about just being one woman at the same time because there's also Koi with us hit right now and Glorilla's out right now and you still have the Cardis and the Nickies that are just as relevant. Um, so you're seeing just more weight to the whole idea of there being women in hip hop where it has where it's not just a few at a time or where um, they can't collaborate together because we've seen a lot of that as well. No, and that's been a, that's been a nice change, Lady London. Tell us, how did you come to get interested in in launching your hip hop career? Completely haphazardly, by mistake. Um, I was in a full uh, medical school situation. I have two degrees in medical sciences, and so um, when I started my rap career, it was like kind of out of nowhere. But social media definitely plummeted me to the to the to the far farthest extent. Um, as far as music goes. So I'm just, I'm just thankful for the resources that we have now that we didn't have prior to. No, and that's a good point that you're bringing up. Like the, the social media has, social, the explosion of social media has made it a lot more accessible to a lot, a lot of other people. Rod Digger, what about that? I think that now you can, you know, you can pretty much be your own everything. Whereas when there wasn't social media, you, you literally had to go from city to city to state to state all across the country to let people know you're dropping an album on this date. And that process would take months. Like now you can literally sit at home and push a button and the whole world has access to you. So it definitely helps in terms of uh, marketing less marketing dollars being spent uh you don't have to have people running around the city posting what we call snipes all over the place you know just to let people know what's going on with you and i feel like social media is pretty much dictating pop culture so whatever social media and the internet says it's cool is pretty much going to influence and dictate what's what's you know what's going on in life it's you know it's art imitating life imitating art no, definitely. Vanessa, do you th do you see social media as a help or a hindrance in terms of the evolution of the culture, basically what we would we would call the culture? I mean, it's both. For the most part, it's a help. You get yourself out there. You don't need everybody. Um, you don't need to uh, sell CDs out of the back of your car. You don't need to depend on just streaming services. You get your personality, personality out there. You separate yourself from media outlets having to do it for you or your label having to do it for you where you can speak directly to your fans. I think the hindrance is if you misuse it, you know, um, or abuse it. And we've seen some artists thrive, like a Kendrick Lamar, um, I guess it's a male uh, an example, but a Kendrick Lamar uh, minimally used it and then that being to his favor because when he does come on um it's wow kendrick's book or you see somebody on the other hand using it all the time like a megan or like a nikki well nikki's on the fence a little bit lately but um who's shown you a lot of their lives because of it and a lot of their personal lives and their interactions with their loved ones or you know uh, snippets of new music so it really depends on how you control social media what outlet you choose to use right twitter instagram TikTok, um and and the what you make of it um but as a whole you've seen social media affect hip-hop 
in such a, a significant way. Um, it would make sense. It would affect the new artists, the female artists, the male artists, the established artists, all in different ways, depending on the way they utilize it. Lady London, how do you decide what you're going to put out on, on social media? How do you deal with that? Um, timing is everything more than anything. Uh, so I usually time out, um, when's the last time I had a viral moment? Um, the time in between, um, me dropping new music, um, you know, just kind of capitalizing on, on that aspect of things like my TikTok following, my Instagram following, um, just kind of keeping it all like, uh, on like a timeline, a cohesive timeline with one another. So, um, yeah, that's how I determine when I'm going to drop a freestyle or something like a viral movement. And pace your, and pacing yourself that way for the fans. Yeah, for sure. All right. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about women in hip hop. We have an amazing panel. We'll be back with more right after this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salute. This is General Steele from Smith & Wesson. And right now you're listening to Street Soldiers with your girl, Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 97. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers on Women in Hip Hop. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. This is part of our continuing coverage of the Hip Hop 50th anniversary, where we've been and where we're going. And we have an amazing panel to talk about this with us. Joining us is Lady London, hip hop artist. She's working on new music. Lady London, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Also with us is Vanessa Satin. She's editor in chief of Double XL. Vanessa, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And also with us is Rod Digga. She's a rapper and actress, and you may have first heard about her as the first lady of the Flip Mode Squad. Rod Digga, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Okay, what, what about the actual skills? Has the, the way we look at the skills of the female artists changed? Rod Digga. Oh, okay. I was about to say that's for me. <laughs> well, I do Anybody think- Anybody can take it, please jump, please jump in, okay? No, no, no. I, I, I totally got this. So um, one of my core beliefs about uh, lyricism is that there has to be some level of formal education going on there. So I, I was I was actually uh, impressed to hear uh, Lady London mention that she was a, a, a med school student. So I'm like, ah, OK, because I don't know if you know this, but whenever I'm always asked, like out of the new girls who, you know, who am I checking for? I always say you, you know, I always list you as as one of those girls. And I feel like the, you know, like I said before about how females were, you know, part of these crews and just kind of battling it out with the guys in the crews. I do see that. Um, I feel like as a big difference with with the girls of today, because I feel like the girls of today, that competitive element that we used to have, like we had to compete with the guys and then we had to compete with the rest of the world. We we were competing within our own crew. I feel like that element is missing in the girls today where they're more or less maybe competing with each other, you know, trying to create the 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 best female anthem whereas we were really competing with the guys for the best verse to be the standout on the record and it's just that i feel like that competitiveness is missing from the girls today i i don't get the sense that the girls of today are competing to be the best lyricist anymore and i miss i personally miss that do you think that's as a whole with women or with hip hop in general? Um, 
You know what? I could I could say I, I it, there could be a, a, a case made for hip hop in general. I, I feel like somewhere somewhere over the, the decades, lyricism has become the least important thing of the song. And I just hate that. Like, I'll just be one of those archaic dinosaurs that will go to my grave fighting like, no, rap <laughs> has to be the most important thing in rapping. This is rap music. We cannot. <laughs> diminish the capacity of the rapping. Like, I don't care who made the beat. I don't care what the flow is. If you want to make the hook 16 bars and make the verse four bars, fine. Can it just be the most creative, lyrical 16 bars that, you know, that you can do that? I mean, that's, I'm just, I'm just a fan of lyricism. And, well, and let's, see, let, let's see what Lady London has to say about that. What, what about that, Lady London? What do you think about that? The lyricist question yeah it's it's an interesting time in hip-hop right now i think we've lost the art form of it um you know when we look think about hip-hop in 1973 we were telling a story of what was happening in our communities and you know how we how we visualized it and so if you look into the science of hip-hop and how it like if you study meters and syllables and you know cadences and flows and just different things like that then you have a different um you have a different ideology on how hip hop should be interpreted. But I think right now women in, in men, they just care about the catchiness of it. I do think um, the attention span of the listeners of millennials is just a lot shorter. You know, we used to be able to, to take in a four minute record with three verses and a hook that comes back around three times. Now we're in an era where like two minutes and 10 seconds is a standard song with two verses and, you know, and a hook. So it's just a different structure. And, and while we welcome change, it, I, I do I do love a good balance of things. And I wish we had more balance in, in, um, in hip hop. And that's what I try to bring to the table. And when you say balance, what do you mean by balance? Allowing it to be catchy enough to be palatable, but also, you know, a little bit of substance there. Something that, that, that has people maybe thinking a little bit more. So just trying to bridge the gap between what 90s hip hop taught me growing up and what the new age you know, it's kind of ushering in. So just having that like meet in the middle somewhere. Vanessa, what about that? This is this is a this is a probably a debate that's going to go on for the next 50 years of hip hop, too, because it's always like the music today isn't as you know, the lyricism is not as strong as in the past. It's all about the beats. It's all about, you know, the the uh, basically the popularity of the artists. It's sometimes sometimes people are accused of gimmicks. What about that? Is that is this a, is this a valid comparison now? It's definitely a valid comparison, and I don't know where it goes. You know, I'm not sure. People, you know, like to act like things go in ebb and flow, and we'll right. come back to it being about lyricism. I'm not necessarily sure of, necessarily sure if that's true or not. You'd like to believe it is, but without a doubt, the focus for the most part is very much lifestyle driven, which we see through social networking. You know, um, and it's uh, we're getting to know the characters of the people more. So it's almost like kind of the more elaborate, crazier, out there, damaged, nutty character that you are, you can get a following in a lot. Of ways or get people to be into you where it might not be about lyricism or just if they like who you are or like what you're representing so sometimes that lyricism or maybe more than sometimes is coming in secondary or tertiary tertiary um you know thirdly oh we know um, what you mean. <laughs> thirdly um in the whole thing which can be disappointing you know we do xxl freshman every year it's you know a little bit harder to figure out who that's going to be or get the artists to get through the ciphers and the freestyles than they used to be able to get through because it's not so much about 
about that. Um, on the other hand, we do see when we do an XXL freshman or um, when we see the freestyle and ciphers, we see the women come in more prepared than ever than the men. And I don't know if that's, um, you know, to wrap. And I don't know if that's because they feel like they're being held to a certain level anyway. But for the past few years, the women come in, have come in and killed those freestyles and ciphers in a way where some of the men have had a harder time getting through if we're going to break it down to gender. Um, but at the same time, to, to Rod Digger's point, without a doubt, whatever the importance of lyricism was back in the day, uh, doesn't doesn't hold the same weight that it did. However, when Kendrick's album came out this year, people celebrated it. And that was a, a lyrical artist. You know, a lot of people argued that being the best album of the year. So it's nice to see that still when something comes out and it's lyrical and it's strong, it, it has a place to live. It just doesn't seem as it's a, as often as it used to be, you know? All right, we're going to take a short break. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. When we come back, I'm going to ask our panel about authenticity. How do you determine authenticity in artists and how important is that today? We'll be back right after this. What it do this Kevin Gates and right now I'm kicking it with Lisa Evers. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about women in hip hop, how far women have come, how far we have yet to go, celebrating 50 years of hip hop, the big anniversary, as well as looking ahead to the next 50 years. And we have an amazing panel for this conversation. Joining me, Lady London. She's a hip hop artist working on new music. Lady London, thank you so much for being with us. Um, also with us is Vanessa Satin. She's editor in chief of Double XL. Vanessa, thanks for being with us. Thank you again. And also with us is Rod Digga. She's a rapper and actress, and you may have first met her um, as the first lady of the Flip Mode Squad. Rod Digga, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Rodrigo, what about the authenticity question? Do you, because people people say one of the other big changes and evolutions that has come is there's a pressure now because everything is so public, with, especially with the social media of the artists being such an important part of their career, that there may not be that same individuality that there was with, with females in the past. What do you think about that? Um, I couldn't agree with that statement more. I, I don't understand it. I think that is, I think that's just the part where the business now dictates the culture, where the culture used to dictate the business. I, I feel like the, the, the suits used to come out to the streets and figure out what was, uh, you know, what the culture was and then figure out a way to monetize that. And now I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like the suits are now sitting around in boardrooms and saying, this is, you know, based on the metrics and the algorithms, this is what's hot, this is what's not. So we have to mass produce this hot thing right here in order to meet our bottom lines. And that's what's being, you know, that's what's being basically dictated to the new artist that if you want to sign on my label, I need to see this, 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 and this. And and even the artists themselves, thanks to social media, thanks to everything else, they, they see what is working um, in pop culture and what isn't. And everyone's just kind of following that mode. And I don't, you know, I, I can't really, I can't really say what's causing it. But um, it's it's definitely uh, different from what it used to be. Definitely a change, Lady London. In, ter in terms of, in terms of that, the the metrics versus the authenticity. Or how how do you deal with these issues in your career? I hate it. I hate that it's a numbers game for everything. You know, they always look at your Spotify numbers first. They always look at your Apple Music numbers first before they realize the substance of what you 
bring to the table, what you are able to, um, you know, just kind of diversify the game with. Um, I wish that it wasn't an algorithm that they based everything off of and that they really looked at pure talent um, because oftentimes they just overlook what's right in front of their faces and they have to play catch up later. But um, I'm definitely one of those artists that you, you know, you, you're going to find out. You're going to find out exactly what's, what's underway. All right. Whether it's two point two minutes or three minutes or a freestyle on on uh, a live, right? That's right. You're gonna get it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Vanessa. What what about that? What about this? Because artists talk about this too, and you know this world a lot better, I think, than uh, than than many people. Definitely more more so than I do. The measurements with the songs and the and the and these metrics. Do you feel like there's there could be some hidden female talent out there that we don't know about because she's not fitting in with the, the number scheme or the metrics or the algorithms? I mean, sure, of course that could exist. But I also think, you know, let's not pretend that labels aren't around to be a business and make money and they're right. going to the people that are creating followings. So it's hard to get them to invest too much into people that don't have a following and then have to completely craft them and hope that they create one. You know, I mean, it's, it's it, they're looking for something that they can invest in that's created people to want to be, follow them and want to listen to them. And what you do have is young people more than ever because of the Internet being able to discover new talent themselves, being able to get on artists before they have record deals. We've seen that for a while, but it's still recent in the 50 years of history, um, you know, where more than ever, it's like, I was on that artist first. I was on that artist first. So you've kind of got the balance of uh, fans wanting to be A&Rs themselves. You know, you also have the label saying, I want to fund something that I feel that has a following because I want to make money off of it because that's kind of the bottom line. And then you have what seeps in that's talent that can get missed or does get discovered just how because there's all these new ways to it um, but at the end of the day you know I, I hear what Lady London's saying the the problem is is I would think that the label is saying who can we invest in that we've and put our money into that right. have some sort of track record um, where we know that they have a built-in fan base already. Um, and sometimes that can overlook talent that's budding up that, that, you know, that's coming up that needs a platform or help from them to get it done. But everything moves so fast. Everything is faster at a faster pace. I mean, how much time do they have to really cultivate an artist anymore? You know, you used to have an album come out and it's saying my album's coming out in, in December and we'd wait for December to come along for six months as the album was getting made and all this was happening and now they announce an album and it's coming out next week and within a week it's out and then within another week it's gone you know so the speed of everything is not allowing for us to be able to cultivate anything whether it be enjoying an album that came out or letting new talent really kind of get its opportunity the way it used to right Digger, what about that the uh you know the, the the emphasis on the the personality the timing because there was a when you were starting out there was a, there were a lot of concerts a lot of tours a lot of shows that type of thing versus now there's a lot of tours and shows that are that are back and everything but is it the same as far i think as as far as the um I mean, you know, I'm, again, I'm one of those dinosaurs in this. I feel like one plus one always classic, still got classic. equal to. Whether you're, you know, whether it's algebra, whether it's calculus, whether it's geometry, whether it's trigonometry, like one plus one always got to equal two. There's just certain, I think there's just certain elements that, you know, that always have to remain at play. Um, I think artist development is important. Like, I understand we're moving, you know, at the speed of lightning and I understand everyone's um you know everyone's attention spans are are, are now shortened but 
there are certain things that still needs to happen if you're interested in the longevity of these artists. Now, if you just want, you know, if it's just going to be a step and repeat thing, then, you know, if that's if that's where we want to see hip hop ultimately uh, end up, then I think there's some, you know, there's some things that that have to shift like you. We have to we have to start you know, we have to take the time to develop these artists. We have to take the time to put a little more into the the seasoning of them if we want, you know, if we want this thing of ours to to really last. Continue. Lady Linda, I saw you shaking your I, I saw you shaking your head in agreement with what Rod Digger was saying about artist development. What do you what what is artist development to you? And tell us some of the things that, that you're going through. I think um well when when we speak about labels, I think labels like to Vanessa's point, they know how to get an artist from fifty to a hundred, but very, very, very little people know how to get you from zero to fifty. And that's really the point of it. A and Ring has lost its craft. Back in the day, ARs really knew how to make a record and really knew how to make an album. Now they're just positions that people give people fresh out of college or somebody's um, first cousin that came in the label and happened to get the spot, you know what I mean? And they paid them 30000 a year to do a job they have no ability to do. So just artist development and, and putting the right people in these buildings to navigate these artists and really build their sound, their image, their career is so essential right now because a lot of people just come in and they're making carbon copies of the same thing over and over and over again. And it's because it works, but without change, it stays stag- stagnant. So, um, I don't know. I just feel, I feel very strongly about the way that um, hip hop is being handled right now. Um, mishandled, I should say, in my opinion. But, you know, I guess a, a shift is among us. If we, if we can stay steadfast enough, I think we can uh, pioneer a change. So We're going to talk more about what that change is when we come back to <laughs> Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about women in hip hop. We'll be back right after this. Yo, what up, people? This is Common, and this is The Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, and real people. Only on Hot 9-7. The people, baby. Welcome back to this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about women in hip hop as part of our continuing coverage of hip hop's 50th anniversary, where we've been, how far we've come, and where we're going in the next 50 years ahead. Joining me for this conversation is Lady London. She's a hip hop artist uh, working on some new music, which we're all, a lot of her fans are anxiously waiting for. We're waiting for it too. Looking forward to it. Lady London, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it. Also with us is Vanessa Satin. She's editor-in-chief of Double XL. As you know, she's interviewed some of the biggest names in hip-hop, also uh, introduced us to many of the new artists who later go on to become big stars. Vanessa, great to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Also with us is Rod Digga, rapper and actress, and you might have come to know her first as the first lady of the Flip Mode Squad. Rod Digga, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. We appreciate it. Vanessa, when you when you look at the you look at the women, you know, the the female icons in in hip hop, who do you see throughout the years that has left a lasting impact? 
Well, besides Rodiga, of course, for everything she's contributed to hip hop, um, you can't deny the impact of Nikki and Foxy and Kim and um, and Cardi even. And, you know, back in the day, Salt and Peppa and, you know, um, every all the women that came before, you know, because it was it was a man's game. It is a man's game. It's still a man's game. So any woman who came into there and, and put their stamp and made their way through it and was able to find a place in the game, the Mia X's, you know, uh, from from different locations, from places we've never seen from New York, the you know, the the, the town that hip hop came from. You have to um, take your hats off to them. You have to give them respect because they were a woman in a man's world trying to make it their own and finding their importance, you know, and it's interesting because for the 50th anniversary where, you know, I've, I've done a few interviews about women in hip hop and, uh, you know, the answer kind of is we shouldn't just be celebrating them in the 50th anniversary. We should be celebrating in the 49th and the 51st you know, uh, for everything that they've contributed. And it is amazing. I mean, there's a significance to the fact that we see more women thriving kind of than ever before. You know, we see that firsthand with how many young female freshmen come up as in the potential conversation versus when it was harder to get a woman um, as to be part of the class because there wasn't as many to pick from. You see it in the categories that are nominated for awards more than ever, where it used to be like that woman didn't do anything this year, but they had to fill up the amount of categories that were being nominated. Now there's more than ever, but that wouldn't exist without the women who came before and did it before it was cool and trendy or easier. And then in terms of like, for example, you, you honor Glo- uh, Glorilla at the uh, at the 2023 XXL Awards. What was it about her that that really struck a nerve with, with you and your team? We didn't pick the winners of the XXL Awards. We have the industry do. We have a board that does that, but we nominated her. So we do pick the nominees and she's had a great year, you know, and, and the thing is she won and she won by far. And in the categories, you know, we don't see who votes for who, but we see what the overall stat was that came back. And that was the award where the category was beyond unanimous of, of uh, I mean, of course, there was uh, some other votes, but the biggest gap between uh, the winner and then the second, third and fourth place. People love what Glorilla did this year and love what she represented, love her movement and um and the character that she is because that plays a role too is, is that personality that we're seeing on social as well um it would have been amazing to see what ra was like what um kim and foxy were like on social back in the day and that what, what right. that would have been like um and got to know them even better you know we do a bit now but that was different than in their prime as, as stars in the game um so it w- it's kind of unfair to compare to some degree but at the same point you have to know where the history lies and where you're coming from so i'd love to see the young women of today knowing the history and paying homage and knowing that it goes back further than Kim and Foxy, you know? No, absolutely. Lady London, what about some of your, uh, have you had some female artists that you've looked up to? Absolutely. Um, Lauren was one of my biggest inspirations coming in, um, hands down. Um, Definitely Fox. Fox made me want to rap. You know, Fox, Kim, Light is my big sister, one of my mentors in it. Um, Roxanne, just, you know, raw, like it just, yeah, I mean, I grew up around it. So that, that, that's my heart, you know? And then in terms of differentiating yourself now too, there, there's some people that have criticized uh, female, female uh, artists saying everybody looks the same. Yeah. Everybody is dresses. It's kind of the same look. It's kind of the same makeup. It's kind of the same whole appearance thing. And that's always been a running issue too in hip hop is women's appear women's appearance. How do you deal with that yourself as an artist and, and as, as a woman? I think men should stay out of women's business. Cause it'd be the men that say stuff like that. <laughs> like if we all go to the same four different hair girls and the same 10 different makeup artists, like makeup is makeup, hair is hair. 
And, you know, glam is glam. And I, I like I like the fact that we're all just in our own, we have our own lane, but also a lot of similarities for us. And I think people should just be okay with the fact that, you know, like sometimes we may have on the same aesthetic or we may have the same wig color, but, you know, it's a, we're, still, we're still all very different people at the end of the day. And I, I do think men should mind their business because I know it's men. I just know it. You think it's you think it's, you think it's all men, right? Think, what what about the appearance thing of female and females in hip hop? Because you look at so you look at some of those old like the old old school songs with videos with the females in them, and they're like in turtlenecks, they're in like baggy they're in like baggy jackets, and it's it's just you know that was that was the style. But what, yeah. what about the what about the emphasis on on appearance now? I mean, I think it's important. Yeah, I think it's important. But. Rod Digga performing live. You've got some thoughts about that because you were on that stage with Buster Rhymes with all the. I, mean, I just want to say hard, one hard, thing hard. to all artists out here. Can y'all please, for the love of God, stop rapping over the words? <laughs> like, please, please, please stop doing these shows where the song is playing in the background. Like, that is karaoke. Y'all have to stop. You're never going to enhance your stage performance if you're letting the track do all the work for you. You have to learn how to hold a mic and project it to the audience so they can hear you. Stop playing the track in the background. That's it. What is that called? Isn't that called? A, is that called like a reference track, or the they go, oh, that's a reference track, or something like that? I, I, I don't know what that is, but figure out where you know rehearse. Figure out where you're falling. You know where you're running out of breath. Put that ad lib in the in the TV track. Well, it's a TV a reference track, and somebody else writing your stuff, and you learn it. But um, the the TV track is where you've got your hook and your ad libs in. They remove the lead, and this is what artists need to be performing to, like playing just playing the flat out song in the background, and you're not even sounding as good as the song itself. Like it it definitely makes for a terrible show. As you would call it, karaoke. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much. It's, kara- it's karaoke. All right, Vanessa, as we look as we look ahead now to the to the next 50, what would be some of the things that you've seen that you would like to see happen, particularly for, for female artists in hip hop? Okay. Uh, <laughs> let, me ask, let me ask you, like, 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 creatively or opportunity-wise, because I think that's been the biggest thing that we've biggest theme we've been talking about in this. I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity. You know, I've seen Megan Thee Stallion get tons of uh, you know endorsement deals that I've never seen uh, artists get before. I think the opportunities are there. Um, I think to to Rodriguez's point, it'd be great if you just saw more of the craftsmanship, if you saw more of the lyricism. And it's not that that, that doesn't exist, but it being a very important part of it. Um, uh, Lady London brought up Lauren Hill, which I unfortunately didn't bring up enough. You know, the impact and the 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 person that Lauren Hill was. It'd be great to see some come around to have more of that effect and that more of, of that impact that artist and see some of that um, on the other hand it's just great to see women be treated more equally than men it's not a 50 50 split maybe it'll get there as far as you know who dominates the culture but just being able to see women resonate like they do and also not just resonate but that people are listening to them we're seeing them get songs on the charts you know and it's not about them being a guest appearance it's not about them having to do a you know a song with a bunch of women at the same time individually they're standing alone so I think the more we see that is important and then the more we bring it back to lyricism not to take Rodriguez line at all because I know that's something that she um, thinks is so very important but it is and you know if you see that come back to hip-hop more you know then it can only get even stronger 
No, absolutely. Lady London, as you look ahead, what, what do you see as uh, some of the things you're hoping for, for yourself personally and also for, for females in the culture? Um, just a, a equilibrium, just a, a sense of balance between what's happening currently and what we know hip hop to have been 50 years ago. Um, I hope that we continue to um, to pioneer a shift in things um, and just and just grow the craft from where it is now into into something much bigger. Um, I do hope we get back to lyricism a bit or that it's more appreciated, especially um, on the women's side of things, just because I know I know so many women who have so much to bring to the game um, lyrically. And, and, you know, I hope that they get more light this this year and in the coming years and next 50 years. Um, hip-hop. And of course, for myself, I hope nothing but abundance and prosperity in my craft. All right. Well, we wish you a lot of luck with everything. Rodrigo, looking ahead, what do you see? Um, I mean, pretty like much. Pretty much to mirror what, what both of these ladies said, um, I would definitely like to see more of a of a balance as as far you know the the actual uh, craft itself as well as the marketing and the business side of it. I just recently saw a montage of uh, of a bunch of the women of today uh, freestyling uh, or you know just just barring it out, and I'm like, wow, you you wouldn't even you wouldn't even know a lot of these women were capable of. Of this had had I not seen this, but you know, just to hear their music on a on a commercial level or, or what's actually being pushed, you know, you 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 get this uh, preconceived notion of them. And it's like, okay, no, she actually does have bars. She actually does have bars. So it would be nice to see more of a balance of that. I feel like my answer to this question is always the same. Just more, you know, more balance. You know, I want to see. I want to see the Nubian goddess just as prosperous as the Sex Pistols. I want to see the, you know, the, the, um, the, the half singer, half rapper, just as, you know, just as prosperous as like the straight lethal assassin. I would just like to see it all on a level playing field. And if I think if we, the artists, just kind of put more emphasis into that, we can dictate the trends. Like it's it's up to us really to show the people what's cool. It's not for these these suits and these offices to dictate to the artists what's cool. It's 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 really you know the onus really is on us. And and I I hate that we always just throw our hands up and say oh that's the game is the game. It's nothing we can do about it. It's absolutely something you can do about it. All right. Well, on that note, I want to thank you all for being with us uh, for this episode of Street Soldiers. Lady London, Vanessa Satin, Rod Digger, thank you for being with us. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers on Women in Hip Hop. I'm Lisa Evers. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. Let's push for peace, love, and justice for all. <laughs>